No! 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 What? Because I was married for two fucking years! You're a cunt, Ryan. You cunt. You're a cunt, Ryan. No, sir, I don't like it. No, sir, I don't like it. What's up, everybody? I'm Carmen Morales. I'm your host. With me, as always, the very funny and my road companion, Mr. Brian Vokey. Hello. How are you, people? I'm well. I'm well. I was asking them. Oh, how, hi, everybody. <laughs> how are you guys? Yeah, why would you give a shit about how I'm doing? I know you're how you're here. doing. It's yeah. not that I don't give a shit. I know. We have a very special guest today, a very good friend of mine, Mr. John Conroy. Hey, guys. It's good to be here. It's good to... It it's is nice good to, to meet Brian. Yeah. It's good to see you always. Thank you, friend. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, talking shit with us. We, um, uh, we all just did very quick sets. Yep. John was, it was a fun one. John was very funny. John, that was a great first set to see you do. Yeah, it was uh, uh, always good to, uh, when you meet new people, to do your closers in front of them. <laughs> just so they can be impressed. Just so you know, I close on Thai boys <laughs> making me hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah, we were open micing tonight. Man, you couldn't you couldn't have made a stronger first impression on yeah. me <laughs> to go straight for the pedophilia material. I'm like, I like this guy. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is about him <laughs> and his knowledge of the world and pedophilia, but. <laughs> He knows too much, it. to yeah. be honest with you. Hey, but I also know about all the other bad things, too. I just <laughs> don't know. <laughs> he is well-rounded in all things awful. Yeah, it was... Uh, you have a breath of knowledge. I, I, like, the guy after you tried to, like... You said something about wanting to be a bad guy or something, and then he tried to like check your knowledge about assassinations. Yeah, yeah, I got him back, on that like, too. Actually, that guy was assassinated by so and so. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, like nobody even yeah. knows who killed Garfield. And I was like, Garfield didn't get killed. McKinley did. He got killed by a Polish anarchist <laughs> named Leon Kolziosz <laughs> in Buffalo, New York. That really impressed me because if anyone ever tried to fact check any of my material, <laughs> like, I don't know if it's true. It could be. <laughs> I may have made it up. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about Burr is in the middle of it, he's just like, I don't know, maybe. I yeah. don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> or whenever that clap. Not, it only has to work for the joke. Yeah, 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 of course. It's funny when somebody, like, like a lot of people like nerd out about TV shows, comic books. Brian nerds out about assassinations. Holocausts. <laughs> I got some pretty deep Holocausts. You're definitely too. dark enough to be a comic. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you're definitely cunty enough to be a comic. <laughs> well, you're hanging with Carmen, so I assume. That. <laughs> cunts of a feather. <laughs> it is funny. I walked, up, I, I walked in. Carmen was doing like a applause break bit she's been working on right now. John did a great thing. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought we were open micing tonight. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sticking to my plan. I'm not doing... No, Carmen has to do her best stuff when she comes to see me, so she like restores my faith in comedy. It's really <laughs> That's not very true. important. No, I can't listen to women complain anymore. I need, <laughs> I need a girl to go up there and do a bit about how it's a great time to be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> how, what have it? What have the women been complaining about? What are you talking about? What happened? The women. Oh, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't have any complaints about them complaining. I stay out of that sort of thing nowadays. Mm -hmm. But you know. 
I hear they're complaining. Other white men comics tell me <laughs> how bad we have it, but I don't engage. <laughs> are we go- this is, are we into my list? I've, I guess number one, I put curfews because I have a. I, I'm, I now live at a sober house again, so I have curfews again. So. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm back to hating those again. But curfews? Yeah, like a cur- like I have to be home at a certain time of night. I got mine extended tonight so I could do this podcast. Wow. But, but, man, you know. if you need a doctor's note, I'll forge one. Yeah. <laughs> Is it uh, how many people are you living with? Uh, I think currently I'm with seven other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last oh, week, I, ha- I had a, uh, my roommate got kicked out last week. His, he was using uh, his favorite drug, PCP, and threatened me. So oh. I don't know if you've ever been threatened by a person on PCP. It's not a, like a, I've been in a lot of fights. I and I've never thought at the start right? of one of the fights, like, there's no point in kicking the shit out of this person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Because yeah. it's only going to make him matter. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what I'm saying. They always get, like, super passionate and, like, yelly and screamy and, like, He was going through, poppy. like, psychosis and oh, shit. Oh, wow. Like, it was, he didn't know what was going on. That's, so happen. it was, like, very, like, I just talked him down. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I've been an, I'm an expert at that because I was always the guy they sent out to talk to the cops when a party got busted in high school but oh right i'll handle <laughs> I'll just guys I'm let me do the talking <laughs> son of many lawyers yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know how to tap dance is what you're saying <laughs> i uh i know i am uh i'm although i can go red and i'm i'm not good at keeping my own temper but i can calm everyone else down with the best of them right if you if that's what you're feeling if that's the role yeah yeah, yeah. I did. I've done PCP one time, and it was we were going our way to a, so, a box car, soapbox car race in San Francisco, and I was hanging out with this friend of mine, and he was like, uh, "We should do PCP," and I was like, "Why?" and he was like, "Because uh, it's a race. So you want to feel fast. There's a race <laughs> going on," and I was like, it's, "It's not like a fun drug, though." That's it's the thing, really and good. I was like, "Isn't PCP real sketchy?" And then he went on me like, "He's like, that's racist. It's just because mostly black people do PCP. It has a bad reputation." I and he like basically like white guilted me yeah. into smoking PCP. Man, wow, that's a that's a interesting jump to go to to be like, "Isn't PCP sketchy?" And he's like, "You're racist because that's, you're not doing this drug I want you to do." San with Francisco me. addict rationale. Yeah, <laughs> even amongst <laughs> drug addicts, that's like the drug that everybody else looks down on. It always yep. It reminds me. Yeah, of even heroin addicts will just sit up and be like, oh, are you doing PCP? And then roll back over. Hooper has all that stuff. My old roommate, Paul Hooper, has all that stuff about people being on PCP. And I'm like, what is that about? It's, but it, it's always some of his stuff. They love it, Montreal. Laugh the hardest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I only, I've only ever seen it on TV. I've, like, I've never, that's like the one type of addict I've never seen in real life. Yeah, I've seen all the other kinds. But that's the one that's like where... Like they have a bait car, and then this guy yeah. like drives through a Winn Dixie or something. And it takes or ten or cops to take him out. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like th- it. It definitely does live up to the stereotype. Like we almost had to call nine one one on the guy, mm-hmm. and I was like, I kind of want to see if he takes out a SWAT team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that's the real Scarface yeah. scene. How impenetrable are you? <laughs> does it really make once you super once it, <laughs> it shows what a fucking narcissist I am that like once his rage turned to other people I was like let's watch yep <laughs> of course it was just scary for a minute and then I was like ooh we're, con- <laughs> we're conditioned to be that way <laughs> dude James Brown one time smoked a bunch of PCP and then sh- just barged into a high school band 
recital in uh, Augusta, Georgia, and started directing the band or conducting. Oh, really? Yeah, just sweating his ass wow. off conducting the band. I bet that was a badass concert, though, right? I well, I don't think he made those kids. He play didn't their know those tits off. They, I mean, they're not his band. They didn't know his songs. <laughs> He's just in there screaming, going like, "Hit me!" <laughs> <laughs> and they're like trying to play like Philip John Philip Sousa. Like that's not fucking that's James the sort Brown. Of thing that they would never make a movie of, but I would love to watch. Yeah, I don't get the the, the curfew thing is upsetting to me though because. Why do they act like people don't do drugs during the day? Like if, especially like, like I think so- it's more like a nothing good ever happens after a certain time at night. Is that the it's, logic? It's, I mean, to be fair, like I, this is the second time I've been through it. It helps me. It definitely like because like I don't nothing good does happen to me when I stay out at comedy shows till last call. You know, like, right? There's a good reason for me to go do my spot and then go home. Right. For sure. All my shit, but. Um, but so. like for instance I, I did uh, I performed on like a marine base and they had a curfew and it was because like a month prior um, there had been a sexual assault or a rape I don't remember which one it was that had happened so then they implemented a curfew at midnight and I was like but that's not I guarantee you there's statistics that say like more it's shit more happen at night the more night, fucked yeah. up you are I guess yeah. A, yeah day rape isn't I don't think is Common on military bases. Well, I think crime. Well, because you're in lineup, crime in right? General happens yeah. at night more often. So. I mean, that's whenever I'm. That's the hardest time when I'm trying not to drink, is at night. I can get through a day, and not drink. But when you're like, when it's dark out, I mean, yeah, I don't know. There's something about that time of night where you're like, I want to go be bad. I guess that brings me to the second thing that I hate, which is sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> How many days do you have? Uh, this is 40. 40 days? Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Me, me and Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you guys are doing it together? You doing no, it all in a no. desert, just is wandering around. Is he teaching around. you Spanish while you teach him English? I can't. I don't know where... I, I missed the riff. Oh, your friend... He you was said Jesus. Word. Are yeah. you thinking of Jesus? Is that like a guy you know? Or we'll go it's my uncle's name. Yeah. <laughs> I like this Jesus didn't speak Spanish, the one he's talking about. Why? I thought I don't he was all-knowing. He's the kid of the all-knowing. I don't know, you know why someone says languages? 40 days and I just go, Jesus. You know why? Because the and desert. Go, oh, that's right. He wandered yeah. for 40, 40 days, days 40 nights. And isn't that how long he spent, supposedly spent back after Easter? I thought that was just an days. Adam Sandler movie. And, um, I don't know that. Or no, that's how long Lent is. Yeah. Because that, of the desert. Because of the right? desert. Okay. Yep, 40 yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. Then what does Adam Sandler have to do with it? What are you talking he's, about? What are you he did a, he did a No, that's eight crazy nights. Oh, that's, okay. That's, that's Hanukkah. Jewish. What are you Okay, my bad. Eight. Did you, you guys seen his new special? I loved it. It was so good. I loved it. I haven't it's seen what it. What a mind fuck that he's funny again. I know. I watched I was at one of the tapings <laughs> and I had the best time. It's and I, not, yeah. And great. I loved watching it record. And just all the loose moments and it's yeah. it's just so funny. I strongly I was telling everybody that was my Nanette for this year. Was Adam Sandler special? Where you like, didn't like Nanette? It's not that I didn't like Nanette, but yeah. how impactful it was for some people. I haven't seen Nanette. Adam Sandler's special impacted me because it was so fun to see a guy just be funny and not be anything other than just silly and funny. That was like kind of revolutionary for me. Yeah, this it's year. nice to see that and actually have it be good. 
Exactly. I feel like that's what a lot of people prescribe to now and can't pull it off. But. It's tough. It's yeah. very tough to be funny without a point of view. Yeah. But I strongly recommend watching it. I think it's hilarious. I saw, yeah, I haven't seen it. But I mean, I've never, I never not liked him. So I'm certain I would like it too. I've never not liked him, but it Are you just felt about like movie the choices? edge came off a lot of it. Like, sure. I don't even think that he's not funny as, as, as much as it was like he started to tailor his what he was doing to family friendly, which obviously put me outside the box of who he was aiming for. Sure. So I, I just I prefer like Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But, but so I to see him do also... stand up and still be great at it and still be funny and just have it. He's so joyful in his performance. Mm-hmm. That's the thing where I like watched it and was like, if there's anything to take from this, like you got to find some joy in it again. So. Right. Are you watching a lot of stuff right now because you've no, got the curfew? No, almost nothing. I, I, uh, I don't mean comedy stuff. I just mean things in general oh, with the curfew. No, I'm like, uh, no, I'm, I've watched less TV and I got, a, like, I was watching, like, probably 40 hours a week of CNN there for about the last two years. And Ooh. I finally stopped doing all that. Good for just you, man. Been like, yeah. That's too much. <laughs> too and then you were, then you didn't drink for 40 days. So that's what it was. It was that you finally stopped watching the news. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, I, I can sober up now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's 40 days continuous, but I, I started in June, like trying. Mm-hmm. So I went like two or three months without drinking. And then I had like a slip for a couple of weeks and then I'm back again for 40 days. So. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to, I guess, number three that I hate is drinking. So, so <laughs> we curfew sobriety drinking. <laughs> I love it, but then it hurts me. And it's, you ever, I don't know. It's I'm not. The thing is, I'm not doing anything where like there's not going to be any consequence that forces me to stop. Sure. But I really feel like I should. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, it's not bad enough. And I, I have so many friends who are way worse. Sure. And, but that's not whenever you compare yourself to someone you'll never stop though. yeah like, there's always somebody you can point to who's worse than you the and I say guy. that yeah. I say that as the worst yeah. <laughs> I can still find people where I'm like no that that might be worse and then number four is ever being happy you <laughs> you don't like ever being happy I just think I got on a riff there with curfew yeah. sobriety yeah. drinking and I was like those are all the things Sobriety and drinking, I hit everything, so I guess I just don't like ever being happy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Well, that's the, what's the part, like, obviously the drinking part, but what's the part of it that you, you don't like? Like, what's, like, like for a lot of people, um, uh, they drink to feel comfortable. A lot of people, they drink because of fear, to, like, like, to mask their fear. Like, what do you think it is for you? Oh, I think it's just body. Ca- I think I'm just I'm like a long line of. It, it is. I am an alcoholic, and it just makes me feel good. Like mm-hmm. it just is. I mean, you could. Ne- there's never been anything I've that's been prescribed to me that's made me feel better than alcohol. So it's a medicinal thing. It was always self medication, but it uh, the part where it gets to, you just you can't keep up relationships in the way that you've promised people. That gets to be too much, like, if you really care about people. You know? Right. So that's why I, it was time. Gotcha. That makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Did you have a drink of choice? 
I've drank anything. I mean, I guess beer would have been my drink of choice. Yeah, yeah. But I was, I, I used to drink 40 of them a day. Right, and, right, yeah. Uh, so, but, it, you know, if people poured shots, I took shots of people. <laughs> I remember when, we, when I was a bartender, we used to play a game where people would just, we, like, numbered every bottle at the bar, and people would just call out combinations of numbers, and I'd mix shots of things you'd never mix. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, cream. Yeah, I love that. That's, and that's and called a game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> people were like, you, I was like, I'll do whatever. You can't stop me. <laughs> wow. I didn't I, know you bartended. Yeah, that's bef- like right before I got into stand-up. Or right as I got into stand-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, I mean, it, I was a terrible bartender. <laughs> I, I would imagine Fucking so. shit-faced. <laughs> like, people, like, like, I brought, I should say, there were things I was good at. Like, I brought in a crowd. Everyone I ever knew from my hometown would come drink at the bar. But the next morning, they'd call me and they'd be like, you didn't clean anything. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't mean like you missed some some spots. I mean like you just left and (laughs) left the bar the way it was at the moment. There's still half a lemon on the bar, dude. What the fuck? You're like, no, I'm still here. (laughs) I just have Just passed out in a beer cooler. I, yeah, I mean that really was like I was planning to come back to get another drink. So yeah, I don't know yeah. why they thought I was done. But. <laughs> uh. I got fired from checking IDs at a bar one time because I blacked out and fell asleep in the chair where I was supposed to be checking IDs, <laughs> just out like a light. People would just walk by, yeah, yeah. grab their, their <laughs> grab their wristband from your hand while you're asleep, put it on yeah. themselves. It's also how I stumbled into stand up though because I got. F- fired for when i was a server i like that was my first job out of college i loved it i got fired for drinking on the clock i was like basically running a bar out of my car right for all the employees and they finally caught me and uh the next day i like went out with one of my you would just like they would give you cash i had so So some classic like a trunk bark no like classic conroy privilege here my father's firm had an office in the same building as this restaurant that's now chatter. What kind of firm and, did your dad have? Who's an uh, I mean, he, they did a lot of stuff, real estate, Maybe. all kinds of. I mean, so he's an attorney. Yeah, he was mean? an okay, attorney. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he had like f- three or four different offices uh, and a, a lot of lawyers in the firm. But uh, it was my grandfather's firm originally. It was old DC shit. So he had a, I had a parking pass, like literally in the back lot of the restaurant that no one else had. So I would just park like in. You could walk out the restaurant and be at my trunk in like five paces. So at some point, this restaurant, we never really, it started like, they would just kind of, they didn't cut us very quickly. Like it was a great place to work. No one wanted to fuck around, but like they would be shitty about cutting us. Like you'd be without tables for like an hour, hour and a half without getting cut. They just thought like a miraculous At some point we were like, yeah, at some point we were like, well, what if I just bring a couple bottles of whiskey, and after we're cut, we start, we would all go out. The staff hung out together, and we'd like, but we wouldn't get cut till like midnight, one o'clock, and it made it hard to like go out and get drunk and go to bars and stuff, so we're like, what if we just all have a couple drinks while we're well, we doing side to, work yeah. and shit at the end, but then like anything great like that, it just kind of like devolved over, we probably did it for like three or four months. Then one kid got caught. Oh, he left. He oh, left. Did he his, rat on you guys? No, he. I, I'll give him a lot of credit. He he stood tall. Um, that stopped everyone drinking together because what happened was he left his drink out, and one of the managers who was a recovered alcoholic 
picked the drink up and drank out of it, thinking it was his Diet Coke. And Ooh. so it was like a, everybody stopped at that point, but then I would just like still do it every now and again. And then they finally, they knew, when he got caught, everyone was like, clearly this is Conroy's influence. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like there was no doubt over like he's involved in some capacity because this kid was kind of like a goody two shoes of the staff. So it was like, it didn't quite add up. Yeah. But he took he took the blame and stood tall. I was impressed. Uh, he got like a suspension, and then but then they were like, oh, if anybody else gets caught doing it, you're fired. So I got caught and I got fired, and then I went out with him. Like this is like two months later. I went out with him the next day to watch football, and he was like, well, what are you gonna do now that you got don't work in the service industry anymore? I was like, I don't know how to get another job waiting tables or something. He's like, yeah, but like what? He wrote, he was like a writer, he wrote plays and stuff, mm -hmm. and like, he knew, he was like, this kid just doesn't have any ambition or direction, and he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know, I'll just wait, he's like, are you just going to wait tables for the rest of your life? Like, you don't have any, what do you like doing? And I was like, I don't know, I like this, I like hanging out and making people laugh and watching football and shit. And he was, we had, a friend of ours at the restaurant did comedy, and he was like, do you ever think about trying stand-up? And like, when he said it, I was like, oh, okay. That's, I guess, what I do now. Right. <laughs> it was just like that. It was like immediate. He like it. dared me to do it, and I was like, "Oh, that, I'm gonna do that now." And then he did it, and what happened? You liked it? Uh, yeah. Like, f I, I went up with uh, with like a. F I read off a piece of paper the first time. Right, right. And it went right, really yeah. well because I had like probably. 15 to 20 of my high school friends drunk as shit in the audience. And, like, right. the whole thing went well. So, you st yeah, you stacked the audience. Yeah, and then the next night, I went to a place that was, like, all comics. It was Wiseacres in uh, Tyson's Corner, and it was, like, probably, f there were probably 15 people in the audience, all comics, all waiting for their spot on the lineup. I decided, I was like, oh, the paper didn't work that well, so I made, like, index cards, and I was going to, like, flip through them as I did my set. And I fucked up the order of the cards, and everything just went haywire on stage. And I was like, I just riffing and been like, ah, this sucks. I forgot my index. And like, I got off stage. I'd brought one friend from the night before. And I got off and I told him, I was like, I think this is the last time I'm ever going to do this. Yeah. And then one of the comics came up who had been real funny. I was like, hey, man, you're funny. You should keep doing this. And I was like, did you not see I what happened? My index <laughs> did you not, yeah. I did you not see what happened I up there? I messed it all up. And he was like, no, you, but I mean, like, you're like naturally fu funny. Like I could tell. And I was like, I don't think you saw. Uh, and he but was like, no, this cards. is, he's like, it's all comics here. It was like And Hillary you should go to a place where there are audiences. And then I, he was like, this is, there are good rooms you should go try to do. And then I was like, well, where are they? And I did like a couple of them for like maybe the first six months. I probably did five, six shows. And then some point, I had like a good five minutes, and I started doing like contests and shit like that. And then I started. I never I fuck. You, you want to talk about something I don't like? Is I don't like the contest shit. I never really fucked with those until I got to a point where it was like, if it was a bringer show, I liked to not bring anyone, and then see how many of their friends I could get to like me. Right. It's not. I mean, it's not a good evaluation of comedy. I fucking saved my ass when I moved to LA with no money. Though yeah. I would go. They would give away pizzas at Flappers for a yeah. set of the night, and I won like seven in a row yeah. when I first moved here. So it was <laughs> like I, a meal plan. Yes, for you. It was a I Flappers would, meal plan. I would eat half of the pizza, and then I'd bring half home and eat it 
for breakfast when I first moved to LA, and I was just wow. living off of <laughs> winning set that. of the night. I did that in Minnesota for a long time. Like, yeah. go to all the mics that had free food and shit. Just mm-hmm. there was a time before every single person in America was a stand-up comedian. Yeah, where they would feed us when when they did shows. Wow, it was amazing. Now we have to feed them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Which is uh, number five on my list. <laughs> present day stand-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about it in particular? How long is have you been doing it? 11 years now. Mm-hmm. 11 years in January. Uh, I just, the complete lack of chances anyone ever takes on stage anymore. Oh, the no, the no risk? They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just can't watch any of it. I was just talking to Rick at Virginia Beach about that. The guy who books that, he was talking about how he feels like every comic who comes through his room is pandering. And then he didn't watch my set, and I didn't pander at all last night. <laughs> I was like, give me some work. I don't pander. I'll bomb, but I'm not going to pander. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the, the worst part, too, is like, at, like people walk the line with Trump, too, where like they'll go right up to it, but then they're like, I don't want to like tell people how bad it really is because I don't want to turn part of the crowd against me. See, and I that's the part that. I, where I, I'm I, see, like, I see people going up there and going, just saying shit like Trump's a piece of shit with no humor. Yeah, so then, at open mics. At, yeah, and then so then anybody. But then working, com- but working comics don't have anything in their act at all about him except the safest sure shit you can. Right, ever. and we talk about that being yeah. tired of hearing about his hair and yeah. the Cheeto dust jokes and all that shit. Like it's like we're done. We're past his appearance at this point. I mean, the average paying comedy audience is fairly conservative for most of America, so. I, get I would say that, yeah, and, and you're gonna, I mean, if you really go talk about what the shit that's really going on, I mean, you're gonna offend some of them, I mean, and I think that people just, you're gonna lose grades on it. I mean, it's so re- weird that we're in a business where, like, it's supposed to be art, and we still get graded. I yeah. know. I, well, another thing that's weird is people who worried about their careers that do, they don't even have. Right. You know, where they're not taking chances. It's like you could build your name off of taking chances or it won't work out, but it might not work out if you don't take chances. Well, it also doesn't pay to take chances anymore. Of course. I mean, I don't, at least I don't think. I think the most homogenized, like built for TV kind of stuff is this. I mean, have a couple like completely benign jokes and you can get a spot. Unless you're in that. I mean, it's it's easier than ever to get on, on stuff nowadays, but it's almost impossible to make an impression because you can't get anything decent on it's odd because it's almost like they only allow risks from a certain level already like if you're already an established comedian that has a following it's okay for you to then make risks but if you're not that like if you're still building an audience they don't want to put that they don't want to give those opportunities to people i like i like the position i'm in right now of being completely unknown and, and featuring at a lot of clubs for people who are like do whatever you want and it's fun because it's just like i don't have any expectations of a career so i'm just gonna do what i want right and i'm in the same place too where it's like well i don't care i've i did it this way for long enough i'm gonna keep doing it this way and hopefully it swings i think it will swing back at some point i think it's been an overreaction to the times we're in and it will yeah balance out eventually I was talking to uh, who, uh, Gus, Gus uh, Angus last night in Virginia Beach. Angus Black. Yeah, that's right. I was talking about that, about how every like 
every guy comic in LA is just cutting their dick off and putting it on a platter being like, I swear to God, I'm the best person in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's so weird to me because we used to praise the derelicts. Yes. It's f- completely flipped on its head to where everyone's like, no, I'm, I've, here are my values. Here are everything I stand for. Well, it's because for. It's like it, it, I won't, you won't yeah. see me vary from this on stage either. Yeah, because even it's if all I, bad even people. if I find something funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But they're judging. But that's what the thing is. Like we're not, we're not judging. Uh, we're judging the value of the artist as opposed to the art. And I'm not saying that that's like uh, because Bill Cosby made himself. It's totally chill. Like about what he did. Like I'm not saying that either. But it's also like. Then, but then you have somebody on the other end of that where you have like a Doug Stanhope who's never fucking assaulted or did anything like that. And he says some of the most gnarly shit on stage, and it's like you, st- you, you they st- and they still want to judge him. They still want to be judgy because he does that, because he pushes envelopes and doesn't isn't pandering. Do you know what I mean? He actually has a lot of bits about how he wish he had had more controversy in his career, because <laughs> he says it's hard for him to get actual controversy. Really? Well, at this yeah, point, now that's what he's. Ta- I mean, that's yeah, what he's talking about. But he's, al- but he's also talking about a thirty-year fucking career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Sure, now, because everybody has accepted you. Oh, I'm so sorry. You have a following that accepts you for the way that you <laughs> yeah, think. I know. Well, you know here, what I mean? Here's the thing about what we're set. We're setting up for about 50 more Bill Cosby's because if everybody's pretending to be such, such a goddamn good person, they're going to be like that priest kind of deviant where it just gets super secret. It's more than everyone pretending to be a good person, though. It's like everyone, f- the fake friends. Yeah. They're like that shit that's going to end badly at some point. Yes. You know, like... That's where everyone sure. fails. Com- if you fail comfortably, if you fail in a way that doesn't af- piss those people off, they'll go, so- oh, he's great. I saw him you're last right. night. You're 100% right. Yeah. And you're like, I saw that set, and that person was not great. You're 100% right, right yeah. about that. I see that. It's really bad in L.A. with that, what you're yeah. describing. And uh, you, to some degree, that should exist, because sh- we shouldn't pick on the people who are just starting out. But like to say that everybody's but good. That's the entire everybody's the, not good. Of, of the yeah. Kill Tony podcast. That's the entire premise of that. Yeah. Is that it? Is I don't know what Kill Tony is. It, Tony Angelo has a you. podcast where he has basically open micers go up and do a minute, and then they all bust their balls. Oh okay. Oh, I heard of that one. Uh, who Yates told me about that? Yeah. He did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's real pop. Yeah. Okay. It's super popular. A lot yeah. of people have started doing stand-up because of it. Oh, cool. Because they'll hear how bad it, people are, and they're like, I can do better than that, and then they sure. start doing it. That brings me to number six on my list, which is podcasts. You hate podcasts? I Okay, so <laughs> this one, where I, I'll just exp- I don't hate this podcast. You well, might, I, I, listened to the, I listened to the, the episode I listened to I liked a lot. Was it the Kurt Metzger one? It was the Metzger one. That one yeah, is popping so hard. She... She was like, she was no, like I told specifically, you, I told you, you were like, you, you should like check the, out the, the Metzger, Metzger one. one. Yeah. That's um, the, we talked the least of any podcast mm-hmm. ever. It was uh, fun to see someone still willing to cross lines. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't really hate podcasts anymore, but I hated them when they came out. Because, Why? Because when Marin popped was when I was on the road like 45, 50 weeks a year. And I would go to some shitty town in the middle of nowhere, and whoever the host was was like, will you come do my podcast? And then I would have to sit in the condo and ruin my Saturday with the next wannabe Marin. So I started to hate podcasts. Because I had to do all the bad ones, and I never... I don't... You can say no. I never... Well... Not really. No. How often do you say no in situations? Like I started that? saying no after I had a really terrible experience, and I think he listened, so I'm not going to mention his name. I won't cross that line. Yeah. But I will say, I, I, I now on the road of people ask me to 
do their podcast, I'll be like, I'll ask them what the deal is. I mean, you it. would definitely have to like at this point if you. First of all, I definitely said no because people have yeah. stopped asking me. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I've said it enough. But yeah. uh, and it's. I mean, I just don't like the like. This is fun. We're being funny. We're actually talking about like and doing bits and shit. Mm-hmm. But like the like, oh, let's talk about your backstory for fifty minutes and really dig in. Yeah, let's get real. Like, because that's the, that was the part that was the worst. Is everyone thought that the formula for podcasts at that point was everyone's going to do exactly what Mark Maron's doing. <laughs> right. Um, that's how it is. And now I don't know. There's some ones I, I like. I love Come Town. I listen to Come Town. I love Come Town too. I, Super fun. Well, yeah. Uh, and I love Jack, so Jackie and Lori. I, oh, that's I great. listen to that one. I bet neither of them listen to each other at all. <laughs> you know, they've uh, there's a there. I was listening to one Jackie and Lori, and somehow Come Town came up. Really? And they were like riffing on it for a while. And I did only. I hadn't listened to Jackie and Lori for a while, but I turned my girlfriend, who's a comic, onto it, and she was like, they mentioned your other podcast yeah. on there tonight. So they're, like, riffing. And it was fu- uh, they were, it was really funny. They called, like, someone said, like, Mullen's, like, kind of like an autistic Stanhope or something. Or so, something along he's those lines. He's a genius he's, Mo, uh, Right. Mo, I mean, M- Mullen is, like, the one guy who, when they make a Stanhope comparison, I wouldn't balk at. Like, he is yep. that level of, like, where, like, not giving a fuck becomes profound yeah. at some point. Uh, but then they said they were kind of shitty about Stavros. Like they I, said, I he wasn't that funny. Stavros, and Stavros is fucking hysterical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. It's like, I, I don't see, I think, like, to me, like, Stavros is like what should be, like, he's he's got that level of, like, Adam Sandler. Like, yes, he, he doesn't, does. like, he's not a bad guy. He's not there to offend anyone. Mm-hmm. But he's actually funny. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's and like he's Joe the type Bill, of guy mm-hmm. that we meet need in comedy right now, and people go like, "Oh no, he's like a come town guy. He doesn't give a shit, and he's like terrible to, uh, yeah, you know, like Fuck all those it's people. so ridiculous." Nick Mullen is the funniest riffer in comedy right now, and Adam's funny too, man. If you know, yeah, if I don't you know, know Adam stand up, um, and I've only listened to Come Down. They just beat him up. They the do. I mean, time. he is like the foil for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. beat up on constantly, but he's a good, good, good dude. Yeah, those those are comics I like too. That's one of the few podcasts I listen. I had to stop listening to it because like I would, they would they would start riffing on stuff that I was like it was just got too close. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I can imagine if you would. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole there's a whole little scene in L.A. of comics that like are sick of this and are just being ignorant and fun, silly ignorant. Yeah, and it's and it's nice. Well, that's that's where you can do it now. This is a medium where you can actually like what used to be able you used to be able to do on stage. People are doing it podcasts. Yeah, they don't give a fuck, and people aren't like. There's not one lady in the back of the room who's going. I'm offended. Yeah, they just not fun because you know you go like because it's also it's also if you get offended coming to a comedy show, you're like, don't go to a comedy show. But if you get offended listening to a podcast, people are like, well, why are you listening to that podcast? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just you know what you're getting when you. It's in the description. Yeah, I mean, it's in the name. Mm -hmm. Come town, right? If you don't want to be showered with cum, don't listen to that podcast. <laughs> okay. There we. I, each one just leads into the next one. I'm like getting better at segues. Are you? So number seven is feigned outrage, and number eight is actual outrage. So you don't like any kind of. <laughs> you know, I don't. Society. You don't I like drinking. You don't, don't like outrage. Don't you don't like, don't like fake. Outrage. I don't like it when people fake outrage, <laughs> but when people are actually capable of being outraged by comedy, I think that might be worse. Oh, you mean specifically by comedy? No, I mean, well, like I don't know. I mean, I'm outraged. Obviously, I'm outraged. I mean, you by, should be outraged by. I'm outraged by, by getting shot by the police. Like that's the that's state worth of politics, outraged. or yeah, I'm yeah. outraged by. 
Certainly by that. Oh my God, that that, that is still going on. Is it's so? What are you talking about? What kind of outrage? What are we talking about here? How about you go on stage and tell a cancer joke? I don't know. You told me five minutes before we recorded that I had to write down and ten things like, I don't oh, like. you were like, oh, there's so many things that, that I don't fine. like. I have it. Okay, you know? I'm putting actual outrage back on the things that I think are okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> have you ever heard that Norman joke about outrage where he's like, God, I wish I, like, when I see people get offended, I get jealous because I, I, I just like, God, I wish I could feel like that. <laughs> no, yeah. that's great. No, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. I love him, man. He's got some great stuff on race. And so yeah. what do you mean by feigned outrage? You just mean like online bitching? Yeah, like yeah, of? like any any type of like outrage for profit. Out, Paid protesters, out for, those fucking gems, George no, no. Soros, <laughs> fucking paying those fucking... Pro- I'm standing up for this. No, I know exactly what you mean. I'm glad you said it. Me, you, Pizzagate, for sure. <laughs> I think maybe that's the funniest part about the, the like that conspiracy is like that he would have to pay those people. <laughs> Right, like, like those people wouldn't do it for three Twitter followers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fifteen dollars an hour? No, for one Instagram like. I I'll love the idea of a protester that. getting a check for fifty bucks that says George Soros yeah. in the upper left corner. <laughs> like they wouldn't just frame that. Yeah, yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> Do you think the Do you think the logo on the check is a piece of pizza? Do you think it is? <laughs> what I love about George Soros is that George Soros' name has become an anti-Semitic slur. So, like, whenever a right-wing guy says Soros, they mean Jews every time. When they're like, so- Soros paying paid those protesters, Soros funding all these fucking foundations. They're basically saying, the Jews funding all these foundations. And I just love that the guy has become so hated that his name is, a like, an ethnic a slur. slur. <laughs> <laughs> Way to make an impression. I know. You know I, mean? I know. <laughs> so, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> People usually do. They come around. <laughs> they end. come around every once in a while. I'm in Conroy's corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a morning zoo cruise show you should have. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's Conroy's corner in the morning. <laughs> Day 42. Oh, man, that would have been such a good thing to hate morning radio shows. Um, You've but, done your yeah. share of them, yeah? Ugh. That's the worst. I mean, I don't know. Is it the? I feel like I've called everything the worst in this podcast, but I hate those too. Is yeah. it the morning? Yeah, that's the. I mean, I was. A, I mean, obviously, as a drunk, yeah. seven a.m. radio show is not great. <laughs> Were you ever a coke guy too? No. So you? Oh, you. So you? No, I fact. You would. You would absolutely. Um, there was I no re- doubt in you passing out. No, I remember the first time I ever saw cocaine. I had like a. It was on the table. Two of my friends would like put out the lines and I like turned the corner and I was like oh they're about to do cocaine off that table and they were like do you want to join us and in my head my like I could feel my inner monologue go John you already have a really bad problem with alcohol you're going to be if you do cocaine you're going to die and I've never done cocaine so you never even tried it just because no, you I already just, knew I yeah. just knew I mean I'm just built that way if I had, if I had done hard drugs I would be dead by now a hundred. I'm a hundred percent sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You do look like you shop at the Artie Lang store. I mean, I do. I yeah. mean, I, like it's. <laughs> I mean, my ethos has been Farley Belushi Lang yeah. from the beginning. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That I kept it to alcohol is the single thing that's kept me alive. But. <laughs> I have a friend, a comedian friend, who uh, he did everything, but it, it booze was the hardest one for him to quit, and the one oh, he loves sure. the most. 
And I, I feel the same way. I never got tripped it's part, up. Such a fabric of society. I know, and it you just tastes good. You, well, it doesn't even. It doesn't help that uh, we're in an industry where it happens. Where it's you know, not only is it exalted, but it's also encouraged. I also have a father who calls me up just to open to, to so I could hear him open the beer can. Like he'll call me and he'll be like, <laughs> and then I go, Tam <laughs> <laughs> and I want to drink with your father. <laughs> Relapse fantasy in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's the greatest thing. If you like it, it's the greatest thing. I mean, I, I've dabbled in everything. Nothing's ever stuck. I just love alcohol so much. But I didn't drink tonight, so I'm on. I'm one day sober. At a boy. Yeah. Nice job. <laughs> one. That's how we do it. A day at a time. <laughs> His eyes just rolled out of DC. <laughs> <laughs> and other bumper stickers. Uh, <laughs> I think I jammed this pen in my neck right now. Uh, <laughs> I like you sober. You're very. You're a lot more whimsical. I feel like you're just jamming pens into your neck. I get it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Are you uh, allowed to go on the road with this lease you're, you're in? Right yeah, now? yeah. They're. Uh, they've been cool about that. Like mm-hmm. I, I went. I was in the house for not like two weeks, and I went to Grand Rapids and did a weekend there. So she knows I'm a comic, and she's like, "If you're working, you're working." So they're cool about that, and yeah. Do you feel like you're? Are you? Uh, do you feel like your comedy's sharper when you're not drinking? Uh, it takes a little while to for like to completely sharpen up. Where I'm like, uh, like when I was sober for, I had a couple stints of sobriety, and then I, I like usually around like. Four to six months is when I start doing all crowd work. Yeah, I mean, the, you're you're always sh- yeah. Of course, you're sharper when you're sober. But it's, I don't know. Some people are so fucking nervous that no. that gets in the way. That's not. Your I don't thing. see it. I don't see that in anyone. You don't. I've never seen anyone who I thought was better fucked up. Chemistry that your brain fires faster. Yeah, I guess that's true. But one, I feel like like one shot and one beer, I feel the best on stage. But that's probably fear. I'll tell you what I don't like is that sometimes when you get bored at this podcast, you try to read my writing backwards. And it's like no, I didn't. Re- I didn't try to read it. That's why I asked. She's you. not even doodling that much, so you're doing good. Number nine on the list is secret Facebook groups. Why do you think we're talking about you? I mean, oh, first of all, <laughs> uh, do I think you're you talking hope, about you me? Hope I we're talking about you. I I will tell you without a shadow of a doubt the most confidence I have in anything in this entire lifetime is that I lead the league in screenshots. Yeah? I, oh, yeah? I have, I, first of all, I have moles in enough of them to know that I'm right. I don't care. Get them out. If you can't say it publicly, then you're a coward. So I don't give a shit about you. What kind of stuff are you saying? I'm just doing jokes that oh, people take. How dare you? Yeah. I mean, I'll rake the groups themselves over the coals, too, and people yep. will be like, can you believe what he said? But... I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I fun. Don't, I, got, I didn't get into comedy to apologize for anything to anyone ever. So, Do you think there's anything worth apologizing for? Sure. Like what? Uh, I don't, I'm not going to give you anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that's but, a pretty personal question. I mean, if something came up that I... I didn't mean like, have you done anything fucked up? I, mean, I thought you meant me by joke all the details. Wise. I, I have done, yeah, I've done things that certainly deemed apologies. Uh, apologies were 
Joke-wise? Oh, I That's don't That's what I was know. talking about. I mean, fuck. Yeah, there... Yeah, no, I mean, I've done... I was on stage once at Willie's, and uh, there was a group of people that were like... Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on. Don't shush the place we're at. The manager of the place that we commandeered his comedy room to do this podcast. (laughs) Um, In a cage. Uh, this is DC. It's probably kids in cages in the back of the background. Hey guys, we're in Washington, DC right now. Beer Baron. Beer Beer Baron, Baron, DC Comedy Loft. DC Comedy Loft. So you were doing a joke this one time at Willie's? No, well, there was, it wasn't a joke. There was a group of, there was like a table. Of probably like six to eight people, and they were crazy drunk and heckling the whole show. Uh, and it, they were there to uh, like s- their f- one of their friends had died, um, and they were like out to like forget about it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. drink and have like a m- moment of isn't it sad that he went? And they were having their way with all the like terrible open micers that had gone up at Willie's at that point. And I was, you know, in the back getting angry, and then I went up and I fucking owned them, but in a way that, I mean, it was not, I mean, I told, it said terrible things. About yeah. their recently dead Yeah, like I mm-hmm. said, no, I, I, I think the one that stuck with everyone was, I think I said, thank God he died so he didn't leave, live to see you all behave like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's beautiful. And <laughs> that's beautiful. And I got, <laughs> and everything went great. And like, of course, like all the people who uh, had been having a tough time thought I was a goddamn hero. Yeah, sure. But I saw like the look of disappointment on a friend of mine's face when I got off stage, and I was like, "That's correct. That was definitely not the best of me, and I should not have done that." <laughs> and I, I let my anger get the best. You know, so there are like things like that. Where yeah. I, I mean, like, but those aren't. I don't think those people deserved apologies, but I would certainly apologize to myself for doing comedy that poorly. Yeah. I mean, but I don't. Then again, like, as even as I'm saying it right now. If you like put me in that situation again, I don't know how I would have dealt with it and done any better than I did. So maybe it was the right thing to I do. Th- anytime I think about something like even something like that where you're just riffing and like even if it's based in anger, it's not like you. We're not fucking Don Rickles. You know what I mean? Like we're not right. going in on the audience for. And that's why I tell people that all the time. When whenever people are like scared to sit up front, I'm like nobody gives a fuck about your shirt. Nobody cares yeah. if you just don't interrupt the show. Like, nobody's going to fuck with you. We might ask you a question, oh, are you guys together? Just because we want to talk about a, a bit about people being together or whatever the fuck, or a relationship of some sort. We're not, we're not trying to attack you. It's right. like you always have to initiate it in order for us to fuck with you. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I'm definitely not great when my anger gets the best of me on stage. Me, me either. It's bad. I snapped in Orange County one time. Uh, you you weren't there in Orange County. Oh though. no, probably. I'm, I'm certain. Yeah, but it's, it's only worse funny than what I've seen. It's yeah. only funny to you though because you've seen him do really well, and it's different. Yeah, like if you were an audience member, you wouldn't have thought that was a good set of his. Well, there's a difference between uh, being angry on stage and in control, and being angry on stage and flailing. Do you know what sure. I mean? Because there's yeah. been times I've gotten on stage and like I've been upset and. It makes the room weird. But if you're in control of it, if you can harness the anger and channel it to the person that's the problem, you can maintain everyone to be on your side. But the minute you like cross a line where it's where the audience starts to believe that you actually are angry or you actually are mm. being a bad person, that then you lose them. Yeah, I don't care to harness it. 
Like, I don't know. I think you get what you get with me emotionally. I used to have this theory that, or this philosophy that if people were determined to have a bad time, then I will make it the worst time <laughs> you could possibly have. And, and um, in that vein. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I would do that. I'd be like, okay, so you all came out, you spent money, and you decided what you want to do with your nights, not have a good time, so I'll give you what you want. Yeah, Times 10. I, I mean, I, I do think, uh, I'm, I'm a big believer that every comedy shows an audience's choose your own adventure. Yep. If they go down that rabbit hole, I will go way, I mean, yeah, I've gone down that road to the point where I go like, oh, I wish I hadn't gone quite so far. Yeah. <laughs> but that will, they, but I, but I will stand by the lesson that everyone was taught. <laughs> <laughs> What's the lesson? Don't fuck with me. <laughs> yeah. I will ruin yours and everyone else's good time. Yeah. <laughs> Can't we all go back to the first 10 minutes when I was doing so well with those easy fat jokes? <laughs> right, 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 right. Say how you look like Tony Hawk again. <laughs> uh, if you listen to this podcast and you've never seen Brian, that's that's joke. Just I feel like when I met you when I met you earlier tonight, I didn't took, take a good enough look at your face. <laughs> right, right, to right, where right. I just got that joke yeah. as you said it, and I've never been closer to an "I look like" joke before. <laughs> I hate those jokes too. He does. You don't think he looks like Tony Hawk? I don't. I, don't I mean, I don't know Tony Hawk that well. I've only seen him on TV probably but you've seen twenty times. At but this point, over thousand people, it's kind of a bent, and that haircut is yeah. Tony Hawk's haircut. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all there. Yeah. I don't see it. It doesn't I don't matter. do. I look like jokes though. I, my I look like joke is I look like Mike Conroy and Claudia Conroy had a baby. Ooh. Hey guys, I can deconstruct any joke you ask. <laughs> I did I I I did look like jokes last night for the first time in a while because it was like, you know, sold out Virginia Beach and I was like, I wanna do what I want to do, I'm gonna butter him up and it worked so well, but then I realized, oh, they thought I was that kind of guy. Yeah. So then when you steer into the yeah, other direction, like yeah. Out. yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, wait, where's the Denny's joke? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, did, I had a show on Saturday night where I like did was, I told my girlfriend, I was like, I was doing so well at one point that I was like, now I can say exactly what I think about Trump yeah. for, 15, for the last 15 And did minutes. it happen? Uh-huh. And I, oh man, I pissed. It was at a country club. So I knew I had. Oh yeah, so you knew. I had. There was definitely going to be some older white dudes in the audience who were upset, and they did not disappoint. <laughs> they. Do you? Uh, I mean, I know it probably really feels hacky to you, but do you ever like just let them look at how offended they're they're getting and talk about? I think the it's hypocrisy great. Uh, that's that is what bothers me about the pandering more than anything going on is that they should get to feel that. That's how everyone else has felt in comedy yes. shows for since it's began yeah. and now that white men have to feel like that they're they think they can control it by like groaning or you know complaining about a show and i'm like no you will live in this with me sorry you you can avoid it from everyone else everyone else but right. i will say whatever i want up here and i don't I'm not gonna you have to hear it and he's that bad and yeah i'm i <laughs> 
Uh, I don't care. You can complain to this show promoter, and if he never books me again, I don't care. You still have to listen to these jokes. Right, and they're the ones complaining about safe spaces and yeah. all that shit. You yeah, know? yeah, uh, that's the ultimate, is that the, that guy, every last one of those guys who were offended would be the first one to say snowflake. Yeah, exactly. And that's something like, I always want to regurgitate that, but I always... That's always the way it is, though. Yeah, People who course. dish it out can't take it. Sure. That's why comedians are so sensitive. Yeah, most certainly, of you. Certainly me, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, when it's turned on me, I can't handle it either. <laughs> That's when I'm at my most self-aware. <laughs> I love, I, man, I, that's one thing about California that I don't, like, like, you don't get trashed by other comics as much, and I'm a big fan no, of No, because everyone's playing the game, right? Right. And uh, do you know uh, Moses Storm? Yeah. He, uh-huh. he just was railing on me in the improv parking lot. And really? It was, and I was, it was great. It was okay. hilarious, and I was having the best time. And I would not, I expected him to be like a playing the game kind of guy, but he was just trashing everybody, and I'm like, now oh, I'm right. a Moses Storm fan. <laughs> but never, never seen a set, but yeah. man, he busted my balls. That guy's a good yeah, one. He's, he's one of the good ones. Well, that's the guy who he can do. He does comedy in English and Fran- French, right? This Air guy, I thought I met Moses here in this room before he went to do Montreal, and he was like, he told me he was he was bilingual. He does comedy in he he English might. I don't really know him that well. This French? is no, I met him through own. a friend. Let's do um. Let's do the we, grape of the week. Wait, do we do? We didn't do my number ten. Is I have to say the Dallas Cowboys is the thing I hate most in this world. And oh, it feels good for you. Best to say it because last night I had to root for them. Oh, because so the Eagles get out that they are the worst. I will say this about the Dallas Cowboys. Don't you like don't, it when the team? Don't. No, this is negative towards it. Unless you're going to talk about Elliot jumping over that guy's head. That, that was, was cool. pretty cool. No, what I was going to say is, isn't it nice when the team you like has the most evil owner? Sure. In sports. So you're like, sure. I don't like this team because of divi- they're in a division with my team. They're it's a rival. Kinda, it it kind of sucks for us, though, because like I, I think my team's got the most evil. Owner. Oh, Dan Snyder? Yeah, I think he beats him out. Jerry Jones is real. Stand him up. Stand him up. They ain't he's, he's more politically I- ignorant, but Snyder is like a trees that were protected for like environmental reasons cut out of his backyard. And just paid the fine. Like that's how big it <laughs> he's is. He's like a Simpsons is. evil. He, guy. Oh yeah, he is. Mis- yeah. He's like Mr. Burns. Uh, if Mr. Burns had a younger cousin who got <laughs> rich in the tech boom, yeah, and yeah was yeah. therefore able to release the dogs on people since the time he was twenty nine instead of fifty five. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like the Packers, and they're just they they have the moral high ground. In a lot yeah, of that too. is. The, I mean, that is the fucking coolest thing in sports that like mm-hmm. the people of that town own that team. Yeah, it's also like explains Wisconsin, like somewhere between that and making a murderer is everything Wisconsin's ever been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Wisconsin. <laughs> what? It's a great. It's a great place to do comedy. Yeah. Well, the Midwest in general is always great. A lot For of people sure. shit on it from the big cities. They always shit on the on the middle, but the middle is the most fun. I think they're shit. They shit on the comics from the middle more than they shit on the audiences, though, don't you? No, I find that they you should try like to shit the on the people. Them. I yeah. love, I love it, but I hear people bitch about like Dayton, these Toledo. People, they, yeah, they, they, yeah, they they just shit on people that are in the middle Who, because they just people. assume they just assume that those people are ignorant or racist or whatever the fuck. But that's and it's because not true. they're people from New York and people. That's from what New I'm York talking are about. The worst people in the world. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> you hate New York? Ugh. Just the ego. Yeah, it's a city full of sociopaths. It makes sense. It's a conditioning again. 
when you when you're squeezed in with that many people, why would you even acknowledge another human's existence? Yeah, it's like the Marines, but a city. Like they they brainwash you into thinking that you being there is big. It changes who you are. One of my favorite things is people will say like, "Well, if you you should live there when you have money," and I'm like, "Well, if that doesn't say everything, <laughs> I know, right?" <laughs> I'm like, Did you just admit that everything I've said is true? <laughs> have you tried to buy as a billionaire? It's to die yeah, for. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh. Um, oh, you think this place is miserable? What if you could buy yourself out of the misery? <laughs> yeah. Tell me a place where being rich would be awful. Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> Dave one. <laughs> yeah. I'll move to Antarctica as a billionaire. I'll just put a bubble yeah. over the fucking <laughs> ice. <laughs> you know, Sub-Saharan's not so bad when I'm in my air-conditioned yacht. <laughs> All right, let's do the gripe of the week. It's the gripe of the week. It's, it's the, the gripe, gripe of the week. week. Uh, gripe of the week from Kyle Henson is I went on the keto diet for a month and lost 22 pounds and then I felt like shit and I didn't have any energy so I started eating carbs and within literally a couple of days I pretty much gained all the weight back holy shit you guys know too many people from LA I feel like he Carmen's currently on the keto diet yeah well, you and look I, fantastic. Thanks. I lost 25 pounds, but I'm and I don't have a, a lack of. I'm energy. a curmudgeon. So I th- sorry. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I don't. I wasn't defending you her. You did it too. Yeah, I, I hated it. I'm full of shit. You I lie. Listen, you, if you talk to me, you're the one that sold me on it. Yeah. Forty-one days ago, it. I would have sworn to you all that I'd never quit <laughs> drinking. <but laughs> Misery loves <laughs> company, bitch. <laughs> what? So I'm, I'm not. I don't mean to shit on it. Forty-one days ago, I would have told you I'll never in my life quit drinking. So <laughs> I'm sure next time we talk, I'll be on the keto diet, and I'll be like, "Don't I look fabulous?" Well, Here's the thing about that guy, though. He gained twenty-two pounds eating carbs in like a couple days. What the fuck was he eating? I like, know, like twenty-two pounds in a couple days. Yeah, that takes effort. That takes oh, almost. You didn't as much just have effort. some toast. Yeah, <laughs> you know you. <laughs> you didn't sneak a French fry and then ah oh, yeah. man, it kicked me out of. Bloomed right up. It's like, <laughs> are you allergic to something you ate? And is that what happened? <laughs> and it's also like you're probably not doing it correctly if if you're still feeling like you don't have any energy or anything like that because you have to that's the other thing too is it's not just cutting out carbs you have to eat enough fat so your body actually has fuel because if not then you're just tired all the time. <sighs> Told you not to move to LA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. You're it's doing okay. great. <laughs> you back down after insulting her every time so much, and I'm like, I wonder I what happened. Her, really I don't know if it's that you love her, or maybe she stabbed you one time, or I love her, but I fear her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's the kind of leader I'd love to be. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a good leader. She is our queen. <laughs> She's Mussolini. <laughs> Car- Carmen Mussolini. <laughs> she she has risen from the dust to yep. <laughs> restore order to stand up for sure. All right, all right, all right. Enough about me. Um, Tom Stover's gripe of the week is when someone fills a, a candy bowl full of peanut butter M&Ms and they lie to me and tell me they're Reese's Pieces. They are not the same thing. How often is this happening that it's a like a pet peeve? And I have. I don't. Know, it's a, I think he just. He, I think he was just swindled recently, and he's fucking mad about it. I'm, I'm Can with, you tell I'm, the difference between <coughs> the the Reese's Pieces and the peanut butter M&Ms? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. That's a. I can't. I've never had either one because those are both suicide candies for me. So that's a whole bowl of oh, suicide. Oh, you have a, you have a peanut allergy? allergy? Yeah. Oh fuck! Yeah. yeah, that would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. I feel like, well, they're also the different, they're slightly different shapes. I feel like you should be able to pick up on the shape difference. But also, I just don't think that's happening enough to qualify as a pet peeve. It happened one yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. That's clearly a thing that happened once, and he's now. Probably right when you posted it. Maybe, I mean, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But still, it's, I mean. Sure, I'm sure that one time that was frustrating yeah, for you. Yeah, you need three sources on that, or we're, yeah. we're not <laughs> going to be able to give that gripe of the week. <laughs> I mean, it's a good gripe. You should have brought it up with the person who did that at the Gripe time of the week Wikipedia. You need three <laughs> sources. <laughs> Rob Collins' gripe of the week is the fact that I can put pizza rolls in the microwave for two minutes like it instructs me to, and then the middle of it is still frozen, um, but only on some of them. Oh, uh, Jim Gaffigan. Refer yeah, to Jim, Jim Gaffigan. Gaffigan He'll, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he talks about it with the Hot Pockets. But the, little, the pizza rolls are so teeny tiny, though. It feels like those should be good to go, right? It's not... A big log of fucking frozen cheese. Of your listeners I know here. these li- these listeners. Gripe. I love our demographic lately. It's just all complaints about pizza rolls. I'll tell you about these goddamn pizza rolls. <laughs> Is it better than it's the fucking all that you talk about genocide and shit enough? It's yeah, nice no, to I'm have legitimately some complimenting. Yeah, that's a gripe. <laughs> genocide? <laughs> genocide is a gripe. Yeah, we said that gripe's too benign, and <laughs> you were like, well, you complain about genocide. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just saying the podcast has enough of it. Like okay. we, it's I nice have complained to have about. This is a balancing act. Here's yes. one of my genocide complaints we, we haven't talked the, about. The, the, we bring this? in the listeners for some light-hearted pizza rolls. <laughs> There's been other holocausts, but for some reason, the never one never a pizza roll holocaust. No, never. Krista Ray's gripe of the week is people who know you're high and do everything in their power to make you feel stupid or kill your buzz. We yeah, really that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. I I like, this a, is just all like so consistent with each other. I don't like when people tell me my candy isn't the other candy. I don't like when my pizza pox are frozen. I don't like when other people make me feel weird about being on drugs. <laughs> it's just such a well, like. There, it's I like mean, there's no such thing as a. There are people who ruin really. drugs though. Oh, for sure. That's not, there's people that ruin yeah, drugs. People who ruin drugs. Yeah. There's no, but ruin people drugs. who ruin others' highs. That's that's nobody likes that. But I think lately, like what I like about this is it's kind of nostalgic for the for an earlier time for me because I don't I think the slacker generation is kind of dead because of our like economy being just only rich and everybody else is poor, and there isn't really a lot of that like like there isn't much room to be a slacker anymore because everybody's struggling so hard to survive that that old nineties like fucking Reese PCs pizza roll complaints just. You know, really, I don't really deal with that too much. Other one, yeah, but I'll, I, I'm with you too, because like, also, why are you hanging out with people who ruin your high? You got, you got drugs. Go anywhere else. <laughs> it's Talk not a legitimate <laughs> gripe. A gripe is not having money for drugs. But also, is it like, are you You've on PCP and you're standing on the steeple of a church eating your girlfriend? <laughs> like you're ruining why my high. Why are you cock-blocking <laughs> my meal? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, she didn't specify what kind of drugs. So. What is, there's, that one's almost as specific as the Reese's and the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when I'm standing on a church I'll be goddamn if my, I'm on PCP eating my girlfriend's pussy and someone's going <laughs> to tell me not to. <laughs> and they're like, I don't think that's a standard thing that happens a whole lot. I was eating her forearm in that joke. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. That shows you where my mind goes. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Quinnell's gripe of the week is people who make hating pineapple on a pizza a key point of their identity. Oh, I do agree with that. 
too. Where, it's, where people like get too attached on what you like. I mean, yeah. I feel like that's just things in general. But anytime somebody's like, you're a piece of shit if you eat fucking. It's the same thing where people like, if you put ketchup on your hot dog, don't even fucking talk We're to me anymore. We're not fucking friends. <laughs> just these ridiculous like grandstanding stands about condiments and fucking pizza toppings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I personally don't like fruit on my pizza but i'll get a fucking half of it with your shit on it i don't care it's not gonna change what how mine tastes i i, I don't I just, but his gripe is other people's gripes no his like, gripe. I don't, <laughs> his gripes is other people griping making that that gripe the cornerstone of their personality like i, I again that seems like a specific person. <laughs> I'd have to meet this person who's like, I'll tell you, I identify as the guy who doesn't like pineapple on pizza. And please call me they. <laughs> Guam Felix's gripe of the week is women who go into crowded restaurants and think all the servers are supposed to stop and cater to them, to well, their, cater to women, their needs. But <laughs> What? He had me at women. Yeah. <laughs> that he didn't start this with people. It's a win. <laughs> I know. As if no guy's ever done this. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's never been an entitled guy in a restaurant. That's, right. literally, <laughs> that's literally never happened right. in his mind. They're not the ones that cornered yeah, where do you think, your fingers where, at a fucking like, server. Seriously, where do you think she gets the confidence to do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because she's a dick away from being yeah. that guy. He's well, like, but I don't want to fuck gripe, the entitled guy. I want to fuck the entitled girl. <laughs> it just reminds me of that old Sam Kennison line where they're like, Sam, why are you so mean to women? Why aren't you mean to men? And he's like, because a woman, a man never broke my fucking arm. <laughs> and I think that's where Guam is coming from here. What was the rest of it, though? Uh, I feel like Guam is 100% a restaurant server, so I already want to give it this. He's actually him. Carmen's co-worker. He works at the comedy store. Women who go well, into a crowded sort of restaurant right? and think yep. all the servers are supposed to stop and cater to all their needs because they are better than everyone. Yeah, I mean, he, I think, like I said, anyone who does that. Yeah, <laughs> the, the woman specification is hilarious. Because <laughs> it just, he's just hurt. He's just a hurt guy. <laughs> But still, but I kind of want to reward his misogyny for just you know that he was out there with it because it was clearly a it is a tough time for misogynists right now. Look, it's a specific woman that did this that set this off, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that he didn't couch it as people. And this, so I want to give it to him because he just went for it. All right, well you're the guest, John. So Guam Felix wins Gripe of the both. Week. Yeah. Guam Felix got grabbed for the week. I, that's a good one. We talked about the service industry. Listen, I think we, we should give took, it to the yeah. server. We fixed out there. the problem with this gripe. But we will say, yeah, people who people. are shitty at restaurants. And th- yeah, it's not anyone, just women. Sense of entitlement at restaurants. I guess that was my problem off. with it because yeah. it's not just women. I mean, but we statistic- statistically, it is more often than not. Women, because a lot of times when it's the guy, it's the woman complaining to the guy, and then he has to go say something. But the guys that the guy is the one that costs the person their job, though. But do you know how like many? We didn't say that. No, he didn't I, say anything about costing. No, I know, but a I'm job. saying like, let's not forget about gay guys too. Are you know how many? I've worked no. in restaurants a lot. You know how many gay guys have sent food back that was like with uh, having sex it's, in the ass. I don't think there's yeah, anything wrong with sending food back. I think it's also just assuming, like, especially if you see a woman with like a bunch of tickets and credit cards in her hand, and you're like, oh, could you get me a side of whatever the fuck? Like, it's that. The can you can you wait two seconds? Yeah, can right. you get, wait two fucking seconds. Yeah, you could, but I get your point because you could distill Guam's gripe to just the word women. You sure. could feel that in his gripe. Yeah. 
That was, that's also, really yeah. what he's griping about. I, I think, uh, in Guam's defense, the person that did that to him that day was probably a woman. Oh, for sure. Otherwise, the he, I'm, we don't, I, we don't I'm, know Guam that well. It could be misogyny. It could be that he mostly he thinks women have done that. To I'm him. feeling some but backstory also, in from there seeing could have his been comedy. A guy who did that to him that day, and he would have been like people who. Maybe he thinks anybody who complains is a woman. Like in his mind, when somebody complains I mean, st- again, statistically speaking, he's right. But <laughs> you guys Guam. are ridiculous. Okay, <laughs> Guam, Guam, Felix, you got uh, grape of the week, baby. Congratulations, Guam. Thank you. Fucking kick-ass name too. Yeah. What? Good, his um, good haircut tell too. Where, tell people. Tell people where to find you on the internet. Uh, right on there, in the middle of it, <laughs> mixing it up. I, I, oh, uh, uh, my like Twitter your handles, hand, you know. Uh, my Twitter handle is. Uh, Conroy FTW. Conroy for the win is your <laughs> No, Twitter? fuck the world. Fucking, no, oh. no, 2009 for the win. For sure. <laughs> um, and I will look up my Instagram. You don't know you're on Instagram? And, uh, I think it's John Conroy com. I don't care. I if, never first even of knew all, the FTW. Okay. If you don't follow me by win. this point, please don't. <laughs> I hate you. I hate comedy. My profile picture is... Me looking longly, longingly at a sunset with a book that says "Creation: The Creation of Patriarchy." So, <laughs> you know, that's you're the a one. cheeky I'm little devil. If you're looking for me, <laughs> which I stand by, I'm going to recreate the patriarchy. That boy, that a boy, really. The patriarch. I'm going to do it right this time. The man. crime family from Every Rhode Island. <laughs> that one? No, that's patriarcha. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> guy who doesn't know what patriarchy is. I just want the mafia to come the back. The guy who thinks white men will get it right this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One more chance, baby. Guys, thank you so much for listening. John, thanks so much for coming <laughs> on the podcast. It was fun. I and appreciate I'm, you I wouldn't lie to you about this. it. What? I said it was fun and I wouldn't lie to you about that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, at this point, it doesn't matter if you had a good time or not because uh, we so, done recording. <laughs> but thanks for being on, anyways, guys. Make sure you subscribe, uh, follow us on all the assorted social media at No Sir Pod, at Brian J Vokey, at the Funny Carmen. Come out to the shows here at DC Comedy Loft too. For sure, if you are ever in the DC area, make sure you come down to the Beer Baron. That is where the DC Comedy Loft is. Uh, they have incredible uh, shows. I think they have Theo Vaughn coming up pretty soon. Like big ass headliners, it's sold out. Caleb Simon, Matt Ruby, there's a lot of great acts coming through here. So make sure you guys uh, check them out as well. Subscribe, write us in if you'd like to. Go to nosirpod.com, nosirpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. No sir, I don't like it. 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 Wait, 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 the fucking man! I'm like a stupid one!